Welcome to the Medicinal Mass Network. Set and setting is key, you are the lock, we are the pick. We must search out and find one another. We can save each other if we try. There is still time. Do we exist only to suffer? Are you absolutely certain beyond a shadow of a doubt you exist? Can you prove it? This is the Medicinal Mass Podcast. Alright, so you're saying that uh, you're doing some trips recently? Yeah, um, and I even tried one Friday night, and oh, really? Barely nothing happened. It was actually very, very odd. Really? Yeah. How often, or how long since the last time you had done it? it had to be three, four weeks. I mean, couldn't really remember the end, but I thought it had been quite a while. But at the same time, I could have could be wrong, and I could have just wasted one. Right. But that's also eight or ninth time so maybe i'm getting used to it how how long are you putting in between these week at least oh yeah at least a week yeah then then i wouldn't i don't think it'd be um what do you call it tolerance building tolerance oh. building happens when you're doing like you know every couple days oh no yeah well it's, and somebody told me it's like you can only do it so many times and then it just kind of becomes yeah you, you the norm. if you were to do it every single day by like the end of the week it would barely be doing anything to you oh okay yeah well, this is odd then because I only had what I remember to be like 30 minutes of anything significant. Really? Yeah. Otherwise, everything else is just like, well, I feel, you know, a little better. That's about it. So the last time you were on, you talked about, I believe you'd, you'd said you'd, you'd never done LSD. You'd only done one mushroom trip at the time, but you'd done synthetic MDMA and and all that that all that jazz. So since, what what has been your LSD experience? Uh, the first time I took it was pretty cool because uh, you got the classic mass expanse and perspective of everything. Yeah. And uh, it, was, it was awe-inspiring and then it was hilarious because I'm sitting here and you started panning out. Mm-hmm. So Earth, planets, solar systems, galaxies, on and on and on and on. And then you went out to the fabric or just kind of that random geometrical interwoven 40 kind of thing you see when you get to as far out as we have gone. Right. And then it turned into like two giant people fighting. Uh, are these these are visuals you're seeing open eye or closed eye? Uh... It could have been open because uh, usually anything like that for me, I'm, my sight just goes away, even if I am looking. So I can be looking around. Right, yeah. Um, but so, so your eyes are open, but it's completely in your brain. Yeah. It's, like you're not even seeing through your eyes anymore. Right. And it's, it's cool when it happens because you just kind of drift away from conversation or whatever exactly it is you're doing. Um, but then you got way out there, and it was just like two people bickering. 
And one of them looked at me was like, ha, you thought it'd be like something better. And then I just started laughing. <laughs> Funny. Did you, could you see the, the faces of them or were they just like formless beings? They were, they were kind of warping. Yeah. So it was, it was kind of like watching static television or very poor signal. Like, but there was like movement within form. Mm -hmm. But I, and well, at least that's what I can gather. I mean, that was quite a while ago. And do you remember how long that first trip lasted? And it uh, was just off of one dose or? That was a half tab. A half of a tab of acid. Yeah. And uh, there was no like open eye visuals. Everything just kind of maybe was shifty mm -hmm. or room wobbled a little bit. Really? And that was all. But if close your eyes and then, yeah, you slipped kind of away. Like mm -hmm. you lost feeling of gravity. Or you're just kind of falling two different places. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was good. That's that's interesting. Now, how many times have you done it since that first trip? Let's see. I probably did three, four half tab trips, and that um, having had had very poor experiences with I don't know that synthetic stuff I did. Right. Um, I decided to go slow for once. And it was good, so I did about four half tabs, and then I started taking whole tabs. and never did anything more than that yet. So maybe four half tab trips, and then six tabs separately. Yeah. And that's been over the course of I don't know. It's got to be like three months now, something like that. Do you notice any um, changes in your psyche, or maybe even physio physiological? Uh, absolutely, and uh, not to be the uber generic one right away, but I quit smoking. Really? After the first trip I did a full tab, I quit smoking. Nice. Because, yeah, and it was it was cool. I, I still have a cigarette occasionally just if, you know, it's like, well, I'm bored. Let's get dizzy, Yeah. you know, and I'll have a cigarette. But it's not like there's no longer that, like, God, I'm anxious. I need addiction. to smoke. Right. Yeah. Like, no addiction. That's really that's really cool. Congratulations. Thank you. And it, it actually, that's been a huge improvement on its own. It's just the not smoking part. Like, I can right. smell, taste, and just... The right. general improvement. <laughs> Probably then the second thing I did was almost stop drinking all pop, caffeine, kind of sugary processed beverages mm -hmm. and switched over to whole leaf tea and found that psychologically I was using those for gratification. So okay. feeling just generally kind of bummed through or whatever, just feeling that you always need some sort of satisfaction i guess i don't know yeah it's a it's a feeling of emptiness and it's always some like for me the warmth of the coffee hitting my stomach yeah and then you get the the after effect of the actual caffeine giving you uh, a delayed serotonin boost like it, it it builds a structure for your addiction to latch on to with sugary drinks at least regardless of what kind of drink it is if it's got sugar in it it can it, it can definitely do that to you and i I'm still in the throes of it right now. <laughs> oh, that cup there. Yeah. Well, I mean, the throes of just the caffeine addiction again and oh. sugar addiction. and. Well, yeah, because you stopped for a while, right? I, I, I stopped caffeine altogether, and uh, I had, hadn't quit sugary stuff altogether, but you know, I, I'm back to drinking lots of caffeine again. <laughs> well, the coffee's not as... No, it's bad. It's, it's not the worst drug in the world, no, right? Yeah, yeah, I could be doing worse to my body. Right. <laughs> but yeah, it's 
it's annoying just to be, again, you know, being held by an addiction. And what's worse is knowing you've got the addiction and being almost helpless against it. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, flashback to when I was doing those synthetics, when I was picking little shards out of carpet yeah. with tweezers and flashlights and then shattering pieces to scrape the res out. And you know, I was I was just thinking about that the other day, shattering glass pieces to smoke the resin out of it. I've yeah. done that several times for pot. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's it's And then you see, you see yourself doing it though and you're like, "Dear Lord, really?" Yeah. But you're like, "Yeah, I I have to get it. Fuck you." <laughs> and it, you know, it's like that with everything though. I did that with cigarettes too. When I cuz I was unemployed for a long time, so I I couldn't really afford my nicotine addiction, so I was supporting it through the cigarette butts of others. Like I would go to gas stations and we'd uh, get cigarette butts out of the out of the, the ash empty tree. thing. Yeah, oh. in my in my twenties, <laughs> oh. not a teenager. <laughs> Come on, yeah. Well, no, I mean that's that's addiction though. Yeah, it's... Uh, and it and. I could see myself doing that for coffee if it got scarce enough. <laughs> <laughs> Get to Starbucks. I want beans, damn it. I can go without coffee, but you tell me that we got a shortage now. I might uh, start heard the shit. <laughs> I, I, I'd probably do the same. <laughs> so have you had any trips where you're having um, a loss of ego? Oh, yeah, ab- absolutely. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's actually, it's great. It's not like humiliating like it is in real life. Because <laughs> when you got to admit your faults in real life, you're like, God, oh, hey, everybody, look over here. I'm an ass. That's the thing, though. That's that thing that doesn't feel good. That's your ego being bruised. Oh, that is. That's not even your consciousness. Your consciousness is still deeper. That thing that's being hurt is your ego. Huh. So if you're feeling the humiliation. Yeah, that's but, your ego being hurt. That's your ego having an emotion. But you should have that when you're admitting fault, or you should. Yeah, you oh, should, definitely. Okay. You should definitely feel bad. But what I'm saying is, that's your ego right there. Your so, ego is is that the emotion part, that thing that sits in front of your consciousness and tells your conscious that you're a human that deals with these stimuli. Uh well, that changes some perspective. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good because I always self-analyze. Um, but uh, I, I did have some ego loss or whatever, I guess, because I. I went back to situations where, for some reason, I was thinking about like miscommunications between text messages or conversations between people, like very, very minor things. And for some reason, they were all running by me hundreds at a time for years past. And then I was like laughing because I'm like, that was stupid. Or really, you got upset over that? And like when you're a third party perspective and you're not um, in the situation, you're looking back, it's just you can see what's going on. Right. So when you do your trip, where are you generally doing it at? Uh, just in my bedroom. Uh, that's what it's been most of the time. Yeah. And how long is your, are your trips lasting for? Uh, eight hours. Yeah. Six that's to eight. standard. Yep. Okay. Um, you listen to any music yet while you're on it? Yeah. And, uh, it definitely changes everything. Yeah. It, uh, Sometimes, uh, like I was listening to like techno dance stuff, just very obnoxious and like 
the visuals off that were awesome because nothing made sense. Right. There's like hundred footed person and eyeballs and just total randomness of morphine interchanging. And that's with your eyes closed while you're listening or just uh eyes closed and then eyes open, like the bed sheets started turning into it. And like everything around you was right changing. But uh eyes closed, yeah, you got a random variety of things morphing. Did you have you seen the Dan Deacon's When I Was Done Dying video? I don't know that I have, or okay. I don't remember. So I'm going to experience you with this. You got to listen to this song while you're tripping on acid. Oh, that's pretty cool already. There's a point in this video where where they're doing visuals, and that's like I was actually seeing that with my eyes closed. This? Uh, I'll show you when it comes up. Oh. Yeah, I've, I've when my closed eye visuals, they they're a lot like this. Really? Yeah, a lot like, of the time it's shit like this. Wow, I, yeah. I damn. See, I for some reason I don't have anything like this. Or anything than what other people say. I mean, I know it's different for everybody, but mine just sound dull. Listen to this song and ask the it's it's like it hit my ear and it was like electricity shot through my brain like a laser beam huh. electricity like a laser beam yeah like yeah like the I buzzing. have no I, it's like it's so hard to describe but it's like my brain was just in, like flicked yeah like, like God just like leaned over and flicked my head and it turned <laughs> my brain on this is what my acid trips are like what When I close my eyes now, I have um, shades that go past each other like this. It's like, it's really fucking trippy. I, I still like have it. constantly? Yeah, con- constantly when I close my eyes. <laughs> and especially when I smoke pot now. When I smoke pot, I have crazy visuals. Really? Yep. Just even sober slash sober, but high, you know? See, like, I don't even get that from pot anymore. Pot's just more relaxing as all. After doing heavy, heavy trips, though, the pot activates it. And some people, some people don't ever get it, but for me, it, yeah, this right here, how this shit's going. Oh, that's cool. But, ah. see, so it's like shades going across each other and, like. Like the, 
like, like if you flicker. imagine if you imagine a bunch of construction paper laid flat in a pile and you're sliding them across each other same color or different, different shades colors. different, different colors shades. how they how the the straight angles would, oh. would cut across each other as you were to like pull them apart so a very geometric that, form yeah and that's what it's like when i have my eyes closed it's like there's shades being pulled across <laughs> it's really fucking cool See, I occasionally get something strange like this, but... Yeah, like, like even that, like, I'll be thinking about real-world shit, and it'll be trippy like that, but for when it's really heavy, when it's a, the really heavy trip, it's almost cartoonish. Really? Yeah, it's... Oh. But with the open eyes, it's more like this, because I'm seeing, like, trillions of different colors at the same time. But what? with closed eyes, it's more flat and two-dimensional. That's interesting. Uh, I gotta ask you later about um, delusional hallucination. Delusional hallucination, or uh, exhaustive, or whatever you want to call it. Basically, where you don't sleep, or you're extremely malnourished, or something, another, or just drug binging. Okay, so you mean like a psychosis? If that's what it would be, yeah. Yeah, that would probably be a psychosis. So you're kind of losing your mind a little bit um or, that's the thing is the, the grass are what are you really losing are you losing <laughs> are you waking up who I, fucking knows that's man? that's the thing because sometimes it's obscurity and sometimes you're like oh my god it's there mm -hmm. what that thing <laughs> just yeah weird weirdness throughout the day that you wouldn't expect yeah are you talking about something like it'll last after trips is this uh LSD induced or is this well, other drug induced or it's no uh, my general pattern is to lose my shit in the middle of the winter yeah because there's no sun I'm sure dude this last winter I was I was fucking losing it I was, it's like by the end of it I'm like can we just Be, get some sun some fucking yeah. warmth my joints are killing me. I just want to be warm one fucking day. And we got two days of warmth, and it was like, fine. You know how many people didn't kill themselves because of that? And then it went right back to being cold. That's We just needed a break. Yeah, they're like, all right, like, I can't. I, come on. We got we got people standing on the ledge here, and then the sunlight breaks, and so many people didn't die that day. Oh, uh, man. No, it's... I get it every year, and I remember one year working in a warehouse wrapping pallet with shrink wrap. And zoning out and just kind of watching the corners turn. And then all of a sudden, like, some feet started appearing slightly before each corner. And then legs. And then suddenly you're following this weird thing that you didn't recognize. And so you start wrapping the pallet much faster and faster and faster, trying to catch <laughs> whatever this thing you're hallucinating is. And then your manager's watching you lose your shit and you don't realize it. Oh, wow. And then you slow down and you stop and you're like look around and I look up and he goes, you all right, buddy. And I'm like, what? He goes, you were wrapping that thing about a hundred miles an hour. And I'm like, Oh, I guess I zoned out. And that's he, completely sober. Yeah. Or, I mean, I'm, I guess I was smoking weed at the time, mm -hmm. but, uh, I think I was just one easier bowls and I hadn't really ever had that effect, but you could definitely, yeah, I guess you could definitely blame that. Uh, the problem is, is that's, that's been going on for the last three, four years. So, I mean, everything that... Straight up visual hallucinations? No, the pot smoking. Oh, yeah. So I've kind of ruled it out as a norm. Well, 
it definitely feels like um, pot smoking, if you've got a delusion or some sort of psychosis, pot smoking or any type of of stimulant or 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 drug like that is definitely gonna act on it in some some fashion. Yeah, I was um, listening to some people talking about uh, doing uh, psychedelics, and they they're talking about this website for when you're having a really bad trip and you're like, I'm freaking out. You ever done that? Where like you're tripping by yourself. I, I don't know. You, you said you've never had a bad trip. No. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> for normal people who actually uh, hallucinate on psychedelics, I've had trips where I'm having such an internal struggle and that's my ego trying to fight, uh, you know, the essential death of itself. Hmm. And you're trying to control just even maybe the way that you're thinking, like, cause like on mushrooms, the mushrooms just make your brain thinking so erratic. If you've still got consciousness and ego strapped in, you haven't had enough mushrooms. It's like I try and fight it, or I used to. Oh, I know what you mean. Yeah, and it was like the struggle was like you'd fight against the mushroom trip, and the trip would just like lay back and watch you struggle, and then <laughs> fucking just push you over, and you'd have a really horrible trip. You'd start thinking about bad things and. So you have you just have to go with them, right? Okay. There's this website and it's called chat.tripsitme, and you can go in and they have a bunch of different chat rooms. These are old um, IRC channels, Internet Relay Chat. Yeah, it's really funny. I didn't I didn't even know that they were using that for these, but yeah, you can go in and talk about. We got general chat here. Um, looks like. Just about anything, life and drugs, assistance. If you've taken a pill or a drug and you don't know what it is, you've got <laughs> questions. Uh, there's one for people that just want to chill and do drugs and just relax and talk to other people who are possibly <laughs> doing drugs and relaxing. And then they have these other channels, uh, Stim Chat. I imagine it's some sort of meth or, uh, oh. or uh, Adderall chat and right. opiate chat and then psychonautics chat. You go in and... Um, you can make your own uh, Mibit account or whatever these guys are using. And uh, you'd be like, hey, I'm freaking the fuck out. Yeah. And there's there's a shit ton of people in here. And you could, you could there's actual moderators in here. You could click on them and be like, you want to help me through this trip? And you can go off into a private chat. Oh, and okay. And talk to you and maybe help you down off the ledge or whatever you're having issues with. That's good. And, and there's even a trip bot here. But yeah, I'm definitely coming here next time. And it's really funny if you if you actually go to the the main site, the thing at the top is oh yeah, the it's font out of it's in, focus or something. It looks like you're tripping when you look at it. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of twisting. Uh, yeah, it's 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 really trippy. Like the edges of it are like multicolored and fuzzy. But yeah, they've they've got an app for Android and I think an iOS one. If you just uh, Go into your Google Play Store and search for Tripsit Mobile. Huh. Yeah. It's a good uh, good oh. app to have, I guess, if you don't have a computer to get to. That'd be better than some of the people I've had yeah. so-called Cause, sit. Because, man, when I, when I had my heroic dose, all I needed was for someone to say, you're okay. That's literally all I needed. Really? Yep, that's all I've ever needed, and I didn't know it. Huh. You know? Oh, that's easy. Yeah, so if you're ever having a bad trip, the quickest way to it is having a 
trip sitter there, not someone who's babysitting you, let, but someone who's letting you just, you know, experience your trip and have a good time. Mm-hmm. And if you're freaking out, they can have calm words like, you're in a safe place, knowing you're in a safe place and saying that you're okay. It's only a drug. You have to know that if it's uh, mushrooms or acid, it will pass. Oh. It, won't, it will not last forever. You will not be stuck that way. And just having someone calmly remind you that it's going to be over in a little bit. You know, and and to someone tripping, time, time is something completely irrelevant to the situation. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I mean, you could be that. three hours in, you could be sixty hours in. You yeah, know? perspectively. Yeah, it's <laughs> it'll be over soon, liar. <laughs> and then I was also looking up um, on Arrowhead here. I don't know if you've ever visited oh, Arrowhead. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they have shit tons of information. If you're ever wondering about any substances. Or questions they have just all these different uh, experiences of people doing their trip reports and uh, this guy is detailing on um, the steps that there, there's an actual uh, scale you use to measure your trip yeah it'd be that'd be interesting to see because my trips don't really seem to add up to anyone else's <laughs> they, they almost uh, oh, do the opposite the Shulgin scale Ah. Of plus minus, plus one, plus two, plus three, and plus four. So then he goes on to explain how you actually use it. They just released a report in Britain where the first time ever they've got an active fMRI scan of people on LSD. Oh, the brain scan. And it absolutely confirms what I said (laughs) earlier in the podcast about when you take hallucinogenics, you have complete ego death and you're uh, complete unfiltered uh, uh, consciousness, just raw consciousness, no human there. And the scan absolutely confirms it. The default mode network, which is uh, what's called, or it's what controls the ego and -hmm. things that control uh, daydreaming and shit like that, shuts off completely. And you just have your brain, which is a, a network that experiences consciousness, except there's no filter telling it, that thing you shouldn't even see. Because there's so many things right now in this room you can't even see because your brain is filtering them out because they're ir- irrelevant to you surviving. And that's, <laughs> that's why when you're tripping, you're also... I mean, some of the shit what you're seeing when you're tripping is just in your head. Yeah. But also, uh, some of it's actually fucking there that you just don't normally see. You know? Right. Well, no, I, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. And I, I did see the brain scan, and it was extremely significant the levels of activity yeah were like here we go this because they, they did oh yeah right they did the, oh. they did both they did everyone who took the lsd they also did a placebo scan all of them so here's this dude right here not on lsd he's got a little activity in the in the rear of the brain and a little in the the frontal cortex or whatever so and then on lsd fucking <laughs> everything's lit up except for a few key spots it it's it's fucking intense man it's like well yeah i can exactly understand why someone would have synesthesia where they're tasting oh um, you know colors and shit right so there's just too much activity in that well you have so much uh cross play of information going on you know you've got taste and 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 color parts of the brain that are now communicating and they don't normally communicate so that means they're our network of neurons is like an open roadway. Yeah, yeah. It's like they they put down all the barriers and they're like, all right, there's fucking speed limits. Fuck them, everyone. Hey, you can just drive whatever way you want on the freeway because we don't even, 
<laughs> hey guys, it's field day. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> and it's great. And you, it, it's, it's definitely in, intense. Cause I mean, now we're actually getting data to study. I mean, it was all speculation. The only word you had was someone who did acid. Right. And saying, who... right. Trying to tell you <laughs> this experience. And they're just like, you just fucking did acid. Guys, don't listen to the crazy hippie. Let's go. Exactly. And, and and all right, so the, also the dose that they took was very, very minuscule. They weren't barely even tripping at all when they took this. Oh, really? Yeah. So did they say what it was, like a quarter, half? The yeah, they they said what the microgram is. Um, I see. Yeah, I suppose it'd be more precise. It, yeah, it was a very, very, very small, small dose. In Brazil, Doctor Derulio de Arujo of the Britain Institute at the Federal. University of Rio Grande do Norte, I absolutely said that wrong, <laughs> has been studying the hallucinogenic brew ayahuasca. He has found that the drink, which contains a psychedelic DMT, also re- reduced blood flow to the default mode network in patterns similar to what you see with psilocybin. Hmm. Because in depression, we see the opposite pattern. Yeah. Do you believe psychiatry will have a different perspective on these drugs in future years? Say, uh, besides quitting smoking, did you have any other life-changing experiences with your recent LSD trips? Yeah, I, uh, you get, like, that flashback of all the situations, and you see them all differently, and you immediately pinpoint people you need to get rid of. Yeah? Like, this person screws up this amount of stuff every time you hang around them, or this person can't handle any of their shit and use you for their accomplishments. Right. It's like, cause you know, it's, it's, it's good to help out your friends and it's like, that's why you got them and you hope they do the same. Yeah. But then you start seeing some of them you're like, dude, you just can't do shit. And it's like, not to be mean, but it's like, I gotta get my own stuff done, man. Yeah. I know that feeling. (laughs) Oh, good. (laughs) I know that feeling. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, Man, I've, I've been, uh. I feel like I've been trying to get my own shit done for a while. Oh yeah, yeah. So I know exactly how you feel there. That's good. So, uh, do you feel you've had any negative side effects from doing? Would you say eight hits of acid? Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, usually you're pretty tired, or I'm pretty irritable the next day. Yeah. For some reason, and uh, hypersensitive, hypertension, just. Not a headache, but it's like a sound, like a pin drop sounds like an explosion. Yeah. And you're like, can it just be quiet? And you've got to go about your day. Um, So other than being irritable, no, not really. So that's the worst side effect you've had from it? (laughs) Yep. Well, all right, so that's more, we'll say that's more of a physical side effect other than the irritable. Was there any mental side effects? Um, You know, some, I mean, for me, I get... um, uh, waviness, like things breathe mm. for a couple of days. That's normal for most people. But other than that, do you get anything, any side effects that are negative, you would think? I guess I did did have uh, slight moments of going to line something up and it moved. And every time I moved with it, I chased it a little. And I just kind of went, the hell? And you had to stand back and go, that ain't right. And it kept just kind of jarring in place. Mm-hmm. And it only did it for a few seconds, but that's happened before I've done it as well. Right. So I 
don't really know if I can blame that on having taken it. Is it like a is that a visual artifact that's happening, or is that like you not measuring something, or it's a visual thing? It's it's like a mini hallucination within reality. For some reason, some minor aspect of something flickers like a twitch. You know, I've I that's uh, interesting because I've actually had that from pot after having done hallucinate uh, hallucinatory drugs. Okay, being high, I would actually like. If I let's say I was like watching something, it's almost like something grabbed the center of an image and corkscrews it just a little yep. bit, and and it doesn't happen all the time, but it's almost more than just a visual artifact too, because it almost feels like there's like uh like a I don't know, it almost feels like you're tripping at the time. Yeah, it doesn't happen a lot, but yeah, it it does happen to me sometimes. It's definitely a little bit trippy. Yeah. Okay. So that's not too bizarre. Or nothing like that. Is it lasted though? Or are you still having those those effects? Uh, they they occur randomly. I mean, happened maybe a week ago, and uh, it had been quite a while since I'd done anything before that. Mm-hmm. So, but the the funny thing about drugs and what they do to people and kind of what they do to me is, uh, a lot of people are like, yeah, you see faces and images and like the blankets and the walls and the pebbles and the ceiling and tiles and this and that. And I'm like, I, I do that every day. <laughs> really? And they're like, what? I'm like, if I zone out at something like a blanket in the corner on your bed or, uh, you know, like your textile ceiling here, mm-hmm. I can pick out thousands of faces and images. I can do that too, but I think um, that is more of the human part. We're actually designed, our brains are designed to pick out faces. Okay. That's so why, like when people like found the, the face on Mars. Right. And then we got better uh, images of it and it totally didn't look like a face at all. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, the we're, our brains are definitely designed to pick out faces and shit. Are you like seeing like full fleshed faces? Like, do they have like, or are you just seeing like designs? Because like, I could look at wood grain for sure and like see like old men with beards and shit. And oh, uh, it's more like there's like a or like even like full like featured like objects. I'll pick them out of things. When I'm tripping, it doesn't necessarily happen until like a wave hits you have moments of everything's very actual like yes i'm here this is that except it's more in depth than real Mm -hmm. it's interesting though because when i am tripping it's so different like i i've never done the half trip i should try that oh really yeah the half the half tab because i always take a full tab Uh. and it's the lsd always feels so like like I'm in a bubble almost. If I were to maybe do more, it feels like maybe the bubble would get smaller and smaller till it encased me completely. Whereas mushrooms, it's like it turned me inside out and I was looking inwards at myself. Yeah, that I've kind of got the same uh, effect there. But uh, I guess there was, I don't know, acid, there's more distortion and there's more actuality, I guess. It's interesting when I have the visual effects of just looking, bef- like while I'm still seeing things, it's almost like everything's like blurry or almost uh, pixelated. Oh, like, like people's faces, they look almost like an oil painting almost. Oh, really? Yeah, like so- it's really trippy. And uh, I really highly advise if you are gonna do acid to watch comedy. Watch a comedy. Oh, because when you're tripping on acid, it's almost like your brain is is working two sides at the same time 
and you can really, really tell the difference when you're watching comedy. I was, I've tested this several times, and it always turns out the same. I'll watch a comedy, and one half of me is just laughing at punchlines, <laughs> and the other half of me is introspectively being like, "This is why that's funny. That's a pretty funny joke." And oh. I realize then that I've already that I'm already laughing. I'm already halfway into laughing. Yeah, and it's like the two halves, like it's like. That one half that's introspective looks over and it's like, dude, you're laughing. I'm already, and then it's like, oh. I take the spot from it and it's like, I'm laughing now. Oh, it's so trippy. <laughs> that's actually pretty cool. But yeah, I had, I would have never known about it either. It's like I stumbled, I stumbled through that, that uh, really good acid trip, and I had an amazing time. And I watched comedy for a while, and then I came and laid down and listened to Pink Floyd. And <laughs> holy fucking Christ, man, Pink Floyd that's... on acid. Dark Side uh, of the Moon. Yeah. It was... Also a highly advised thing you do. <laughs> I think I listened to uh, Echoes. Yeah. Echoes is good. That was that was pretty fun. And but yeah, I've, whales. I've, like I said before, I've listened to Dark Side of the Moon on Mushrooms, and it is not the same oh, as really? listening to it on Acid. Huh. It, I don't know what the fuck it is that Acid is doing to your brain that's different from... There, there's it, something it's doing differently than than mushrooms, but it's like, are they both good though? Oh yeah, it's. I mean, music's always like the difference is when I was on the heroic dose of mushrooms, I yeah. was hearing Jimi Hendrix music without any soundtracks playing, like huh. the room like had like this weird like pink tint to it, like there was almost a, even a lace curtain over the lampshade that was swinging. Right. There's no lampshade or any of that. It was just a regular room, white room, and. It was all pink, and there was, like, Jimi Hendrix music playing, and the ground was just fucking warping like an ocean, and there was <sighs> mist spiraling off in perfectly placed centrifugal spirals. It was fucking intense. Weird. Yeah, and then Devin walked out and walked across water, and I was like, holy fucking Christ, and brought me back to the to me, like, oh, I'm, I'm actually tripping right now. Because, like, it's, it, she made all the little swirls of mist, like, go in a wave past her. Was, yeah. Oh, man, that trip was, like, honestly, the most transformative thing I've ever done in my life. Like, watching my arm, or watching my hand from the fingertips melt down to my shoulder blade, and then the fingers disappear into my body for both of them. Oh, like, weird. It melted into me. And then I was no longer able to see out of my eyes. It was like I was just seeing through my brain. And I was like looking at an image of my face uh, strewn across a backdrop of a backdrop of like blood and fire, but my face was constructed of every face I've ever known. <laughs> it was like a mosaic, you know, like when they take pictures of people. Yeah, and, and, then the, and then you zoom out and it's that person. Right. That's what it was. Wow, that's yeah intense. But it was crazy because there was also like, uh, you ever seen The Fly with with uh, Jeff Goldblum? No, I don't think so. Oh, wow. So Okay, there's I, another I recommendation. You need to watch <laughs> The Fly with Jeff Goldblum. Okay, oh, internet man. under my so rock. So I, I even had like a, a piece of a, a, a fly, like skull, like part of the eye right here, and then like the huge, like uh, thick hair coming off of it. Right. Um, but that was because as a child, I really I was really into uh, bugs and shit. Oh, okay. Yeah, I wanted to be an entomologist. Nice. Yeah. That trip was so fucking crazy and it's i couldn't have a bad trip if i wanted to it it, it just took me there's 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 no getting around it oh, and that that was i had complete ego death on there it was 
complete unfiltered raw consciousness. So you saw stuff at that point though? Yeah, well, I after after she had walked across the the water, that was 6 hours into the trip. Uh-huh. She's done tripping. She only had a maybe a cap and a shroom. Oh, okay. And she went off to bed and I was just laying in her living room tripping balls and I was looking at her blank wall and there was this iris rotating a rotating chakra on her wall. Huh. And it was like that was the physical representation of the shroom in my trip. Mm-hmm. And I just stretched out my arm and I just just gave myself to it. I just said, just help me. I said, I need help with whatever, you know, the mental aspects of me that was fucked up. Right. And I said, I need help. And I just gave myself to it. And it fucking, it was like, it struck me with a pick in the brain. And it was like pure uh, orgasmic bliss running through my body for almost, I could only judge maybe one or two straight hours of me just laying there like, uh, like having an orgasm almost laying on a, on a air mattress. And, and then I started getting really crazy visuals. I was looking at my hand and I was moving my fingers and I, I would have like 20 fingers as I waved them. I was having oh. what you would call trails or whatever. Yep. And that's when they started to melt into my body. And it's like my eyes turned inwards and I was looking at my brain. You know, I was looking at me. It was so fucking trippy. It's like yeah. it, it did exactly what I needed it to do. Nice. And so it, it stripped. It just takes like a, a bristle scrubby and, and scrapes the ego clean off <laughs> off the skeleton of your body. And then you're, you're, it, the mushroom shows you each aspect of you that makes you. Like, it, like I said, I was seeing all those pieces that made up me. Yeah. And that's like the nature versus nurture. That's aspects that turned me into who I am based off of how I was treated. Mm-hmm. So I was able, you know, then shown each one of those and able to either discard them or judge them. And, you know, you got the, the trash pile, the want pile, <laughs> and then, you, you know, you're cleaning up your shit, essentially. Right. When I came out of the trip, the only words I had in my head was, you're the transcendental man. And I had to look up what transcendental was, and it was fucking exactly that. Like, I'd traveled across planes of consciousness. I'd gone from oh, okay. human to completely not human at all. Yeah. And it's like I was seeing consciousness and the air coming through the blinds and the blinds moving. They were consciousness, nature, trying to communicate with me. And with that default mode network shut down, it made perfect sense. It was like it's communication. And it that was the biggest part of the shroom trip was the communication. Almost anything natural, like just looking at the, the trees move in the wind, mm-hmm. it felt like it was a communication of some sort, whereas I have absolutely none of that on an LSD trip. That's interesting. Yeah. But yeah, when when I came out of that trip, I I had the only words is I'm a trans I'm the transcendental man. Yeah. And then it was like I literally felt like I had a toolbox with the tools to recreate myself however I wanted. It's like came out fresh and scrubbed clean, and now I've got a toolbox with all the tools to to fix and repair me and keep me going on the road till it, you know, eventually breaks down due to entropy. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's actually that's pretty cool uh it was very helpful that was almost two and a half years ago yeah yeah I, i'd say it was like yeah two two years and a month ago yeah that's uh i mean that's a that's a really easy way to get rid of a huge problem um because i mean i, I had a number of problems myself except i did it the uh 
prescription medication therapy way. Mm-hmm. And that was very slow going, basically just kind of made you... They essentially draw out you and make you look at yourself, right? Yeah. yeah. But getting on the right ones that made you think the right way and finding the right person to talk to you and the right... I just mm-hmm. it, it seems much more exhaustive than... Don't get me wrong. Trip. There's nothing wrong. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't actually slough off um, uh, counseling now. It wouldn't. It, I think it would be a helpful thing for me to even have now, right? To bounce off of someone else's ego, because of how. <laughs> oh. Uh, I mean, it. It. When I say complete ego death, that person that was me is fucking gone. He. Oh, okay. He doesn't exist anymore you mean like, like that's you... how dead that that is like that's it's crazy how transformative but like the skeletal structure like i said is still there like no matter how how deep it goes like even like i can still remember that person clearly without a doubt i mean there's things that i you know remember more now if anything like i there's nothing that i've forgotten it's just that i've been able to forgive or forget as well as just more more than ever, I've been able to uh, judge myself fairly. Whenever I look hmm. at any scenario, it's like I can just immediately not put that ego over it where I'm judging judging myself like how I, you know, it's like... Oh, oh I, like from your perspective. Right. It's like literally like being able to take a step back. Okay. It's like I, I try and do that and... Try to, like I say. I mean, there's times I, I can't and it takes a while for me to look at it again, but it's like that has stuck with me and it's stuck with throughout everything and it's transformative, I would say. Yeah. So yeah, we're uh, sponsoring Ari Shafir Shroom Fest, June 20th, I believe. I think it's a three-day event too, so 20, 20th, 21st, 23rd. All right, so... I guess we, we're still recording, so... <laughs> that whole thing? Yeah, that'll be edited out. Oh, wow. Do you want to get any um, closing statements, though, for an LSD trip? Oh. Jeez, uh, I don't even know. I'd just say as far as psychological aspect goes, it's a huge help. Yeah. And if you're a stable person, you don't want to tell people it's worth trying drugs, but, I mean, I had positive effects for me yeah so research wise probably something worth looking at that's cool all right well uh thanks for being on the podcast and i'll be happy to have you on again after your next experiences oh yeah (laughs) all right thank you thank you to hell with the kind of work you have to do to earn a living all it does is fill the bellies of the pigs who exploit us look at me i'm making it I may live badly, but at least I don't have to work to do it. To all you workers out there, every single commodity you produce is a piece of your own dent. End of interview. I'm so goddamn tired. Can't tell if I'm done or just uninspired. And don't give me that, you can be somebody's speech. That ain't your place, let me be. I'm an example of a candlelit life with electric relaxation. Brain trampled by devotion to remote control channel changing. Something provoked the whole globe to lower expectations. Damn, what's wrong with my generation? We was the cream of the crop, but it seems we've been robbed. That's what happens when you trade in all your dreams for a job. 
And every day it gets less and less exciting I would make a difference, but I'm busy faking this Instead of trying, change my shit for now to never And I'll pretend I'm fine Why am I always stuck at the shitty end of the assembly line? I guess I'm built to be intoxicated with hope Sometimes it's a journey, most of the time it's just a bad joke And in my skull's a junk drawer I can't organize The first to come and last to leave will never be immortalized This sort of life is completely overrated I'm sick of being the only one I know that's trying to make it So right now I'm heading home Got sounds of nature volume one in my headphones And half a bottle of prednisone That's the reaction to an overdose of passion Brainless, stagnant, ain't it magic? Disgusting. I earn a good commission, but it makes me feel so ugly. I'm on some not even knowing I'm an Illuminatus. Just as long as playing agent, don't disrupt my funeral's progress. I ain't changing for you. I ain't reaching for the sky. I would if you could give me one good reason why I should even try. Cause after a while, this never ending lame game of what's better could fracture your smile's mainframe forever. It's so fun to be in love, but so I've heard. The meaning has no feeling, even though I understand the words. I used to try to make heaven right here on earth, but that'll only happen if you find someone else to do the work. I'd be surprised when my psychosis turns out to keep the driving focus while I hold the same blurred cloud as burnt out dope hits. So for now, my worthless pound of work is found a purpose. Every time a pound of dirt's produced, I get my frown refurbished. Two for one specials if you order, show the devils. Head swole, running out of petrol, but I won't let go of this gas pedal. Till I'm settled and they finally wed me with that sweet blind security so insecure and messy Mark today the day the dedication died Instead of saying goodbye I'm staying praying that I'll stay alive Cause even though I know I hate to love you so much I got no better place to go that's why I always show up
What she means is she prefers the senseless pain we inflict on each other to the pain we would otherwise inflict on ourselves. But I'm not afraid of that solitary pain. In fact, if I don't strip myself of all this clatter and clutter and ridiculous ritual, I shall go out of my fucking mind. Does that answer your question? What question was that? You asked me why I was getting divorced. Oh, listen, it's your life. <laughs> Sorry, I even asked. Sorry, I even asked. Sorry, I even asked.